0: We have some interesting lineup data to talk about for the men's basketball team. Women's basketball team had two games postponed in the upcoming week. We'll talk why there's a little bit of a silver lining there. And then men's soccer had their version of the National Signing Day on Tuesday. We'll get you caught up on all the new players joining the program on today's episode. You are locked on Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Wednesday, January 19th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop. Got it all out that time. Uh, For all IU athletics news, analysis, previews, recaps, Got a lot to catch you up on today. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Roode. Want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers part of your day, and specifically your first listen every day. Uh, Just a reminder: we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, uh, where we've been premiering the shows at 7 a.m. every day, so that you guys can all join in on the chat together, talk about the episode, um, talk about things that we've discussed on the podcast and just have a kind of a community to talk together with. Um, We're also available wherever you guys are listening right now, whatever podcast app or platform you guys use. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers or on Instagram at locked on Hoosiers. There's a couple little tidbits of stuff we're going to get caught up with today. Uh, As I mentioned, the women's basketball team, uh, this was originally going to be a preview podcast for their game against Iowa. They had some games canceled that we'll catch you up on. First, though, I wanted to talk about an interesting article I saw today. Uh, I had missed this during most of the season, but Indiana HQ, which is a place that I recommend you guys visit, uh, website indianahq.com. Uh, visit the site, follow them on Twitter. I follow them, they're a really useful resource. And I had missed up until Monday uh, that they produce lineup data for every game, which I think is incredibly valuable. Uh, I apologize if I butcher this name, but I do want to try to give credit to it's Nithin Krishnan. Uh, again, I apologize if I butchered that name, but he's the one. <clears throat> that wrote the article, uh, put together this um, this infographic basically that had lineup data for most used lineups, best plus minus, best plus minus per minute, uh, how many different lineups, things of that nature. Honestly, this is probably something I'm going to reference uh, moving forward just because I find this type of data really useful to see, you know, who the common people or person is in these positive lineups, things of that nature show. So shout out to Indiana HQ for this. Uh want to look at the Nebraska game and some interesting notes from that one. So in the contest, starting five was a plus eight on the day. They played at 12 minutes, 28 seconds together. Uh, for those good at math, the Hoosiers won by seven the starters are plus eight that means uh, everybody else went minus one uh, as a whole but interestingly it's not necessarily that the starters are plus eight it's that they're plus 23 and five road games together um, perhaps that means that the starting lineup should be playing more together uh, they certainly have been positive based on the numbers um, it's always been kind of the other lineups that have struggled, especially I know a lot of people like to point to that all bench lineup, uh, maybe too much, because that can only do so much damage. And I don't think that derails the team that much. But interesting, as especially myself, as someone who has called for a change in the starting lineup with Trey Galloway coming in for Miller Cop, I'll eat crow on this, the numbers are, are saying that the starting lineup is working fine. And um, so maybe maybe I'll back off back off on that one a little bit until we see some if the numbers trend in a, in a, the other direction, uh, but right now, starting five, it has performed well in road games. Interesting lineup was the best lineup per minute on the night. Uh, was Trace and Race surrounded by a trio of bench players, Rob Finney. Tamar Bates and Trey Galloway, that uh, trio on Sunday, sorry, I had to think what day the game was, on Sunday uh, was a plus 0.89 per minute, almost a plus one point per minute. Um, They played um, not a ton of time together, though, mainly because Tamar Bates only played in one half. They played four minutes and 30 seconds together. Uh, I missed that with Tamar Bates, that all of his playing, he sat for the first eight minutes, played the next 12 minutes, sat for the second half. Odd split. we will talk about him in a second, though. But that lineup I mentioned, Phenasy, Bates, Galloway, Race, and Trace. Uh, so far, this season is plus 16 and 13 minutes, 32 seconds together. Um, an interesting group. Uh, not one I necessarily would have expected to perform this well. They they were a plus four on Sunday, uh, just in terms of raw numbers. Um, so plus four in a, a tick over four four and a half minutes. Um, again, interesting group. Not a ton of shooting in that group, uh, but when you have Fantasy Bates and Galloway together, um, I think it allows you to to get out and go a little bit more. Those are three guards that are pretty energetic. Uh, Tamar and Galloway for sure. fantasy's a good enough defender um, to take the top wing option. Most of the time Your that lineup's coming up against other bench lineups. Maybe that's why they find success. Uh, I would imagine there's pretty much any lineup that has race and trace in it is positive on the season. Um, I don't, have those numbers to back that up necessarily but um i would imagine just about any lineup that has those two in it is going to be positive on the year uh interestingly with bates we mentioned his kind of weird splits he only played 12 minutes it was his most it was actually 11 minutes 55 seconds it was his most since that northern kentucky game and it all came in the first half now the offense was never better when he was on the court and the defense was never worse than when he was on the court. IU scored 28 points in those 11 minutes and 55 seconds, uh, 2.35 points per minute. Um, in the 28 minutes he sat, IU scored 50 points, uh, 1.78 points per minute. That is not an insignificant sample size either. How much of that you attribute to Tamar Bates? I don't know. He only scored two points. He, did, he had one assist. Um, I don't in this instance, it feels like maybe a right place, right time type of thing. Uh, But it was interesting that uh, that was part of the case. It might be more what he represents just as a wing scoring threat that teams have to be aware of. Um, Even if he has struggled, maybe that has some type of impact on the team. I would imagine a lot of that is dependent on who he was playing with too. We know, um, for the four, at least four and a half of those minutes were alongside uh, Trace and Race, so maybe that had something to do with it. But that was certainly interesting. Maybe more credence to Tamar Bates kind of coming out of this slump. Uh, last thing, um, it was interesting. We <clears throat> we talk a lot about Parker Stewart's impact offensively, and I agree that he should be uh, getting more shots having plays designed for him to get shots up. We don't talk enough about how good he's been defensively this year. He's been tasked with some really difficult assignments so far. Uh, He had McGowns for a lot of Sunday's game. He had Jordan Bohannon in that Iowa game. He had Johnny Davis in that Wisconsin game. He's certainly not the only person taking these guys, but he's taken a lot of these tough assignments. Uh, IU's defense was at its best with Stewart in the game, and the 26 minutes, almost 27 minutes he played, IU allowed 43 points or 1.6 points per minute, and the 13 he sat, IU allowed 28 points or 2.13 points per minute. Another interesting note is he played every minute in the second half, uh, so it was, I believe, foul trouble early on that led to him not playing uh, as much in the first half, but he is a very solid wing defender that uh, we probably do not talk about enough. He's chased a lot of guys around screens, made guys uh, work for shots. So um, kudos to him for his defensive impact. I just wanted to to give him some credit on that end. So like I said, be sure you guys follow Indiana HQ on Twitter. I believe it's simply just at Indiana HQ. Um, also visit indianahq.com i visited them many times i just somehow had missed this lineup data stuff so definitely want to give them a shout out that wasn't my data but i thought it was interesting I wanted to share it with you guys uh, the women's basketball team is going to have quite a break now between games uh, they have a COVID outbreak within the program we're going to get you caught up on what games are postponed uh when they might be back on action and, and what this means for the hoosier program Uh, in the coming days and weeks first though it is the new year so that means new year's resolutions if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier make sure you include built bar in your plan built bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you guys are going to want to eat built bars it's not like the normal uh, protein bars that are chalky waxy tastes like chemical spills uh, you guys are going to want to eat this because it is covered in 100% real chocolate. Does not taste like a, a protein bar. Has a most built bars have 130 calories, four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams of net carb. Compare all those to your favorite candy bar; they're going to be better. Uh, they have so many amazing flavors to choose from. Is definitely my favorite aspect of it. Uh, whether it is, uh, I tried a limited time flavor of blueberry muffin, but cookies and cream is my go-to for their regular flavors. Um, They have limited time flavors that come out all the time. So be sure to head to the website, see what's available today. Go to built.com, see what they have. Use the promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15. For 15% off at Built.com. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Just remember, we're free and available on all platforms. Go give us a uh, subscription. Wherever you guys are listening to us, that helps us out a ton. Let's get you caught up on where what's going on with the women's basketball team. I missed this on Monday evening. Women's basketball team postponed their game against Michigan State. That was set for today. Uh, they That came out right before the start of the men's basketball game. Uh, as I said, I missed that entirely because when it came out on Tuesday at the same time that they were canceling Sunday's game, uh, it made me realize that I had missed some stuff. So they have canceled Wednesday's game, tonight's game. They have, excuse me, postponed it. Uh, they have postponed Sunday's game at Iowa. Uh, it lets you know the state of what is going on with the COVID outbreak. Um, there was last Sunday, uh, there, Nicole Cardano-Hillary did not play. She was in health and safety protocols. The Hoosiers have had some bench players who have been in health and safety protocols. Um, this team doesn't go very deep into the bench, so that wasn't as big of a deal. Uh, but Clearly, this has impacted a number of players to the point that they're just not going to have a a team to field. Um, We've mentioned before the new Big Ten policy, um, kind of the rough guideline is six scholarship players and a coach. Uh, But you could you could postpone games uh, if you if the situation varied. But that's kind of a rough guideline to let you know. How bad this may be. I don't want to speculate certainly on anybody's health within the program or anything like that. But that just gives you a sense of why they're postponing games this far in advance. This is now the third postpone or three postponed games the Hoosiers have had. These two that I mentioned, Rutgers' game um, on December 30th was postponed. Things are going to get hectic in the Big Ten scheduling for these ladies or these women, I should say. Um, they there isn't a lot of leeway when you look at their schedule. It's a lot of Sunday, Thursday, Monday type of scheduling, which doesn't offer much in the way of um, days in between to schedule games. Uh, There are going to be some weeks where there's going to be three games in a week. Um, There's a couple times after they play Purdue the second time. They don't have a game until Thursday. I could very easily see them schedule a game on Tuesday if it lines up that week. What I can certainly see happening is the final week of the season. Uh, they play on Sunday against Iowa, and then they were going to have off until Friday when they play Maryland. Can almost guarantee there's going to be a game in between there now. Um, I don't, outside of that, I'm not sure it's going to get. Maybe they schedule a game after that Maryland game. Um, I'm not sure how far the scheduling goes because really there's just, there's one other Sunday to Thursday kind of break. Um, But it's going to be tough to reschedule these games. Um, We will see. It might lead to some type of back-to-back or uh, something like that to try to get all these games in. But it's going to be a busy close to the season uh, in the big 10 for these women right now, they're going to be off though, until at least January 27th when they are going right now, they are set to host Illinois. I don't suspect we will hear anything. If that game is canceled until, um, next week sometime, uh, unless things are really, really bad. If they're canceling that game now, then yes, it is very bad, but, um, I don't suspect we'll hear anything about that game until next week, but that's going to mean the Hoosiers played on Sunday, the 16th. They're going to have about 11 days off before they play again uh, on January 27th against Illinois. I, I want to be careful how I word this. I don't want to say there's any good news when people have COVID cases. I'm certainly wishing everybody within the program well. The small silver lining, if you want to try to find one in this situation, is that the Hoosiers were getting pretty beaten up, and they were stretched pretty thin. Uh, it's part of what made that win Sunday against Purdue so memorable, but I was concerned about what this team was going to look like uh, for the I- or the Michigan State game uh, tonight because Mackenzie Holmes hadn't played in two games. Uh, there really hadn't been any update on her status. Um, giving her some time to recover from that knee injury you're talking uh, she's going to have been off the her knee for two weeks at this point uh, between games Um, so that's a positive Um, Nicole Cardona Hillary we mentioned was already in health and safety protocols it was unclear if she was going to be able to play against Michigan State and then Allie Patberg had twisted her ankle pretty badly it looked like at the end of that Purdue game In overtime, uh, landed on someone's foot while uh, being fouled. She made the three-pointer credit to her, but uh, she couldn't finish the game. um, So she was pretty emotional afterwards, giving her more time to recover from that injury. Um, Again, small positive in this situation. Uh, First, foremost, by far, want to make sure all those women are um, healthy and fit Uh, whether it's the players, the coaches, the staff, everybody within their little bubble, wishing the best for all them. But it means we're not going to be able to to watch this women's basketball team until the 27th, which is a shame because it is a lot of fun to watch this team. Hoping for the best, though. means we're going to be able to watch the team a lot (laughs) to close the season. So hoping for the best, and we will certainly uh, have a preview for you next week when they hopefully play Illinois. Let's wrap up talking about a signing day. Uh, Men's soccer had their signing day as well as a reunion for two former Hoosiers uh, in the MLS. But guys, this is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and for the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com/locked. Head to netsuite.com/locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That is netsuite.com slash locked. Let's uh, take a look at the incoming class, the men's soccer team. Coach Yeagley was able to bring into uh, the program uh, on Tuesday. I don't know if it was officially National Signing Day. I know that they announced all of the signings, uh, but uh, it's... Was a lot of them. We tried to break them down a bit. The problem is that there is no uh, ranking database for men's soccer. Top Door Soccer typically releases kind of a a class ranking. Uh, the two problems are they don't do that until right before the season. Uh, and they only the top five are available for free. Uh, but neither of those things are available right now. So we're just going to take a look at... The names that the Hoosiers have brought in where they might slot into uh, this team. There's two transfers the Hoosiers are bringing in. J.T. Harms is a goalkeeper from Duke. Hoosiers obviously uh, lost Roman Celentano, number two pick in the MLS Super Draft. Enormous hole they're going to have to fill. There's holes all over this team they're going to have to fill. Uh, J.T. Harms come in. Earnestly, I think this goalkeeping uh, spot, starting spot, is going to be up for grab. So potential, he could um, play for the Hoosiers. He started 11 games in the shortened 2019-20 season for Duke. So uh, Duke is a good soccer program, men's soccer program. So he's played at a high level in the ACC. Carson Henderlong is the other one. We mentioned him previously. He is uh, transfer from Xavier, a forward, was named All Big Ten or excuse me All Big East first team, uh, led Xavier in goals and points. Uh, he was named to the top 100 l- list by Top Drawer Soccer after the season, number 87. So uh, he's kind of anticipated to fill a little bit of that hole left by Victor Bezerra. Nobody's going to be able to fill that hole entirely, but uh, he can certainly bring in a level of experience and talent uh, playing in the college soccer kind of level uh, that the freshman would not be able to. Now, mentioning Victor Bezzera, uh his little brother, Luca, signed with the program. Uh, fellow Chicago Fire Academy product uh, he's, uh, obviously the younger brother of Victor. He comes in as a forward as well. A, l- a lot of these guys, actually, I think almost every one of these guys, um, have played for an Academy, uh, somewhere in the MLS, but it's interesting. There's a number of Chicago fire, uh, Academy players. I, there's no official partnership there and I'm certain the NCAA would hate that. Uh, but Maybe an unofficial wink-wink, handshake, uh, academy coach giving a call to Coach Yeagley or something, or maybe it's just a coincidence. I'm not entirely sure, but, um, but certainly Luca Bezera is here because his brother was. Uh, but I, it, it was interesting. It caught my eye. Uh, maybe something to look at. True, or excuse me, a quartet of midfielders round out the freshmen coming in. Noah Joseph, who was a Portland Timbers Academy Product uh, from Oregon. Brecken Menzies, a little bit of a versatile player. Um, he's listed as a midfielder. He can play across the back line. Uh, he played for the Indy 11s Academy. Uh, he led them to a USL Academy Championship in 2021 from Granger, Indiana. Um, you also have Seth Stewart, midfielder. He's another product of the Chicago Fire Academy. Uh, and then Jack Wagner, um, from Marquette high school in Missouri, uh, he play, or he's going to be playing for St. Louis city SC. Um, he played for the St. Louis kind of Academy. They don't officially have a team yet. Uh, but he is playing as an amateur, uh, for St. Louis SC prior to their inaugural year in the MLS. So. Uh, Some interesting names coming into the program. It's going to be big shoes to fill with this team, but uh, Coach Yeagley has proven that they reload. They do not rebuild to steal a very cliche saying. One last thing, interesting thing on Tuesday, Joshua Penn. Some of you who are astute followers of IU soccer would remember that name, maybe Indy 11 fans. He was uh, with the Hoosiers. He was drafted um, in the 2021 MLS Super Draft number 10 overall. He was a forward for the Hoosiers, I believe, for just one season. Might have been two, but uh, he uh, was a part of the program, played, um, yeah, one season, his freshman season with the Hoosiers. Uh, He was a top-ranked player, top-ranked recruit, um, top-ranked player in the the region, the Midwest region. He's drafted to Inter-Miami. Uh, doesn't work out. Inter-Miami is a new team that's had a, a lot of issues. They were breaking rules to sign players uh, in the front office. So he signed there. They declined his option after last season. He is signing with the Chicago Fire and rejoining Victor Bezzera. The two of them played together on that 2019 team. Uh, they both played up top, Josh Penn as a forward alongside Bezerra. Um So, uh, interesting just kind of combination for the two of them. Penn only had two goals and two assists, uh, but he only, or uh, er, in his uh, one season in Indiana. Um, but seeing the two of them reunite, more reason to become a Chicago Fire fan. Uh, I don't know how much either of them would necessarily play this season, but Uh, That was found out because the Chicago Fire are about to start their preseason. They announced their training camp roster um, on Tuesday, and Josh Penn's name was on there alongside Bezera. So uh, we'll tune into them, see if they're going to be able to play together, but a fun little reuniting going on there in Chicago. So thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We will be back tomorrow to preview the Purdue game, IU-Purdue, Uh, one of the biggest games of the year, with the other one being the other Purdue game. So we'll get you all set for that one. Now for your second listen today, head on over to the Locked on Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q, with analysis and insight from uh, Lee Sterling. Appreciate all the love, the feedback you guys have given us. Be sure to leave a rating and review if you haven't already. Subscribe if you haven't already. But most importantly, guys, have a great Wednesday and Elio.